Hi guys. I know this is not the usual way we start a podcast, but there has been a little error on our part with the audio and we wanted to apologize. Take a listen if you can stand the audio. Um, it's just a little bit off from what it normally is because we tried a third mic and uh, failed. So Chris's fault. Yes. I like Chris, goddammit, for the three sentences you say in the podcast, he cost us the whole episode. No, we kid. We're just not that tech savvy. So we're getting there. We apologize. Um, and if you are a network considering signing our show, please skip this episode. Yeah. Otherwise, we think it's a really good episode and we didn't want to not have it out. And there's some continuity and some really good updates on the stories that you've been following. So give it a listen at your own risk. We love you. Thank you for your understanding. Love you. <laughs> Bye. All I know is that the show has begun. Fake attack. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, prep yeah. to get ready uh, for this. We, we'll uh, tell the people. The people should know that we now have a third microphone for Mr. Christian. It's a big step. Big step. Yeah. Yes. I mean, before we were just having Al swing his mic around. You yeah. Know, like that a sounds real... like a euphemism. For I know. Something. Real Al's in here swinging his microphone yeah. around because he's on TV every day. Yeah. We'll see you next season, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I have filed a complaint with HR. Oh, HR. Yes. Uh, well, before we get into all our complaints, rants, and conundrums, welcome to the show. My name is Al Jackson, father of three, stand-up comic for 18 years, faithful host of Daily Blast Live, and just the gracious host of this show, My Safe Word is More. I am joined by the incredible three-time Emmy-winning producer, Mr. Christian Clark. I am extremely happy to be here. Uh -huh. And speaking of a mic, there's a person in front of it. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> speaking of beautiful, my lovely co-host, one of my favorite people, the person that gets brought up to me when they're not there, probably more than anybody else, oh. uh, truly, uh, is a person that you may know from two wonderful seasons on Survivor, one incredible run on The Amazing Race, but you probably know her for 50 plus episodes of My Safe Word is More. Give it up for Corinne Cookie Kaplan. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, so as as always, we're going to add to my IMDb page today. Ooh. And I did something special because I could not remember. This is, bear with me here. So I called my mom and I was like, look, can you just pull out, because she ha they're all like, she's the most organized person. So I was like, can you just grab one of the DVDs and tell me what's on it, because I don't remember what I did, and I want to put it at the head of the show. And she goes, okay. And so she's the first thing she rattles off on this DVD, she goes, the NEA commercial. And I, it took me a second, and I go, okay, I vaguely remember it's for the National Education Association. That's what NEA stands for. She goes, yeah. And I said, well, what did I do in it? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what's the point of the commercial? And she goes, I have to back to school. I go, am I, do I have to remind people to go back to school? What am I advertising? And she <laughs> that goes, is a good question. Yeah. And she goes, I don't know. I said, well, do I have a backpack? She goes, no, you definitely didn't have a backpack on. And I go, well, what was I doing in school without a backpack? Like, like the commercial makes no sense. So I'm trying, and so we're going back and forth. And my dad goes, well, how did they expect the kids to remember to go back to school? You were in the fucking commercial and you don't remember what it's about. What so, a waste of government funds. So my dad and mom decide they're going to pop it in their DVD player. And then they're going to screen record, you know, video recorded on the phone. So right before we started today, I let Chris and Al see this commercial, which again, I ask each of you, what is it for? What is it for? It was uh, one of the strangest uh, P uh, PSAs, and, I guess. And let that me, I would... 
yeah. ever, that uh, you'll ever see. It doesn't say anything. So basically, it opens with like kids eating in a cafeteria, and then it's it's like children like posing for like a school picture, and then you have me in a varsity jacket. I don't doing fuck all in a, <laughs> walking around in a varsity jacket. Yeah, you're, you're missing the whole through line. Was the marching band? Oh, there was a lunch lady in different angles. Yeah, and a lunch lady that handed you a gigantic tray of food out of nowhere. She got a solo shot. Just want to say, guys, this is a really good time to pitch to you to go to our Instagram because I will put this shitty looking video of this commercial on the IG and you can watch it for yourself and you can explain to me what the purpose was. But I definitely got paid to do that commercial. Um, all right, let's get into what we're talking about today. So. I'm going to do a little little short open. I got to see Richard and something very funny happened while we were together. Then I'm going to give you guys a rusty update. Okay. I hadn't heard anything, so I was like, yeah, okay. It's still going by the fucking grace of God. Okay. For those of you keeping score, this is three weeks, which in the astronaut years that I live is an eternity um, for me to still like somebody or for that person to not have already gotten rid of me. So we'll talk about what that is. I'm in shock. What's happening. Um, along the same lines, I'm going to give you one of, I was trying to tell Rusty that I, I find things real, like the ick is real for me and it happens all the time. Like I can't, I don't get to a third date ever. I can't, I can't. And so I was trying to, I was trying to compliment him and we'll get into the ick example I gave because it's one of my favorites. Um, then I am going to give you a very weird thing that happened on my trip to Salt Lake City in a world full of wonders, uh, one wonder more. <laughs> this is a bizarre Chris knows the story and it is really hard to even tease like I you know we're all friends in real life and I texted you guys like I don't fucking even know like I am so excited to tell you this I have taken I seriously took like an hour at least full of you know second clips of this footage because I just was like I just don't know how I don't know how best to present this it's so wild so get that uh get excited for that and then we are gonna do a little bit of buy nothing I want to say that you guys really came through. I, I mean, I probably got 20 different buy nothings. I have um, Eliza sent me a bunch that came from her incredibly rich buy nothing, which is wild. Oh. So it turns out not everyone is getting used soap. You She's, can get good stuff? Yeah. She's got like prop shoes that somebody didn't want. Yeah, like wild. So we're going to get into that. Um, and then if we have time for it, we'll get into... Uh, a little listener question that we have at the end. So let's kick it off. I love it. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, all right. So let's open with the Richard story. So Rich was coming to town because he was calling a game, uh, the Snixers. I watched that game. Huh. I did not. Um, so, so Rich was coming to town and he was like, all right, like, let's grab like, you know, a, 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 like he had a meeting and then I was like, well, I'm going to go to dinner with my friend Jessica, who I talk about on the podcast all the time, I was like, and then you'll come whenever your meeting is over and like, well, we'll have a drink, at, you know, you'll come to the end of dinner and then we'll go out just to one bar, right? So mind you, a little backstory. I found out, I'm going to give this out because it's pertinent information. If you live near an STK, STK is one of my very favorite steakhouses. I don't eat steak, FYI. But I was at the opening of the original STK in New York. I flew to the opening of the STK in Las Vegas. I was at the opening of the STK in LA. I am a very big fan of STK. Have but not steak. Many what years, the STK the stands for. Yeah, not the steak. I love their cocktails. I love their tuna tartare. I love, I mean, they, they make every side, their bread, everything there is amazing. You can't go wrong, but it is quite expensive. And so usually cocktails there are $22 a piece. They have 
15 to 20 different cocktails of all different the espresso martini to their special watermelon tequila thing, like with fresh squeezed watermelon, but everything's $22. Okay. All of the entrees, whether it's like it's, that store five below, but everything's yeah. $22. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Did that, that didn't catch on as much. No, as five it didn't. Below. So, um, so, and then the, ent- like, obviously I don't eat entrees, but like, I love like the apps and stuff. And let me stop you. Yeah. Not obvious. Okay. Well, and, uh, I don't. yeah. Uh, I'll get off your train of thought, but somebody added your podcast where you talked about the things you eat and don't eat. We, I think we need to have a little chit chat because you're eating. It's it, it yes, it's it's a little past weird, and I think we <laughs> have to acknowledge that and also tell Rusty because we won't yeah. want to stay around. I know that this is not a little quirk, no. and this is what I want to tell you. You need to tell him. It's 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 like if I was dog sitting for your imaginary dog, and you're like, if there's a thunderstorm, like you need to ge- put wrap him and put him in the basement. Like <laughs> it's not like, hey, if you get a chance to do that, it's like this thing. You need to tell Rusty, yeah, don't take it personal because your parameters are so yeah, locked in, and like it's okay, it's you, we love you, and, but give people so- the chance to love you because if you don't tell them, they'll be like, what's up with it. Yeah. So one of my big like consistencies, which you'll hear me say all the time, forget about the fact that like I don't do things with unknown sauces and whatever, all the other nuanced things I have. The main thing is I do not believe in eating and drinking. I don't believe in it. So if you have me out at SDK and I'm trying to have really good cocktails, I want to feel those cocktails. So I will dabble in a little tuna tartare, you know, STK doesn't have edamame, but that would be exactly like I'll snack on something small. You're not going to bring me a fucking steak. I don't eat steak anyway, but you're not, I'm not going to have a halibut with my fucking, <laughs> no, I'm here to get drunk and, and like be among rich people. Do you want to know what my rule was? Yeah. I drink at the bar. I eat at the table. Mm. I don't drink at the table. So I don't want a Johnny Walker black at a table. We just had dinner at. I go, even if I'm going to do that at the same place, I'll get up and go to the bar. It's like when I'm eating, I'm going to eat. I'll yeah. have water because I want to taste the food. Yeah. And then I don't want to have. It's always like a burger and a beer. I don't like that beer and then a hamburger no, in my mouth. I don't. I, I never I, like that. And also, I just like don't like it's. I won't get drunk if I'm doing that. So anyway, all this is to say that I did. I was flying back from Salt Lake, which we'll get into Salt Lake story in a minute. And I realized that STK has this like wild happy hour that goes until six thirty. And when I say wild. Every single of the $22 drinks are only $8. It's not like they say, here's our shitty two, top two shittiest drinks. You can have one of those for eight. No, every single cocktail is only $8, down from 22 It's a big discount. That's huge. And then all of the appetizers are either 3 6 or $9. <laughs> so I am, I land. I don't even wash the kuka. I just land and then like rot my luggage off, put on like a little bit of a horrier shirt <laughs> And then race out the door. Jess goes there. We get there at like 6.17. As I am frantically screaming at people at SDK, like, we got to get this order in. Now, another nice thing they do, again, probably not what they want to advertise, but they don't make you. I said to them, I don't know if they've never been asked this before or what, but when the waitress came over, I said, hey, so um, how many drinks can I order at the same time? <laughs> she goes, I don't, I don't think there's a limit. I just have to put it in before the clock strikes 6.30. I go, oh my God. okay, so I'm going to have two vespers. <laughs> Very normal. She's like, I'll just pay 22. Like, I don't want to, I don't think we need to order. And I was like, fuck you. I'm ordering four. Yeah. Four minimum. 
it's so what's the problem is I'm ordering shit that I've never tasted and like I don't know if it's too sweet. Like it's not like they didn't have like a blue cheese stuffed olive martini, which would be my go-to. They had very fancy, some cocktails have like fucking egg yolk in them. You know, like it's ridiculous. So I just, I'm spitballing and I'm like, and I'm yelling at this witch. I mean, I'm not, you know, mean yelling, but I'm just very rapidly speaking. And I'm like, which are the most spirit forward drinks that you have on this list? Which of these are served up? Yeah, I forward. always say spirit forward. That's code for, I'm trying to get drunk. So give me something that has too much juice or mixed, just spirit forward. That's how you say it. That sounds like how uh, a corporate DEI class uh -huh. would teach you how to say, what's your heaviest drink? Yeah. It's like heaviest implies weight. Uh, you don't want to say that you've got, you know, we don't want to make anybody feel bad. So you say, what's your best spirit forward drink? And then on top of that, <laughs> every drink that I order, I got like, espresso martinis one of the watermelon pureed things and then one vesper i think that's what i landed on and i was like all the drinks i want you to take all the sweet stuff out like if you know any of make them less sweet just put in the notes unsweeten them like you know as best you can with what's the ingredients that are in them <laughs> so anyways richard hits me at like 7 30 he's like okay my meeting ended he had a meeting with like the other people he commentates with right? right and he's like my meeting ended where are you i was like stk and he you know he's like all right i'll meet you there he shows up and there's like it's a tiny you know it's one of those bar two top little tiny tables and there's just fucking full glassware of different multicolored drinks everywhere they're like was it the 80s and right then, before i got here like we didn't pay for them because richard did because he showed up at the end and then he picked up the tab so i didn't really have that's just practice and it you know is. what it is it's really corporate training yeah. Because at FDK, like they have to learn that you can't do that. Because you have to tell them not you to do are that. a person so that still cares and you're professional. I would have gone there and I'd have been like, we're got, me and my boy, we would start with eight each. We would have, we would have done just as many couples <laughs> as they would have served us, especially if it was like six twenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would because I don't care. I'm never going to see these people again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that they change that out. <laughs> okay, so let's say uh, I'm introducing you to my imaginary girlfriend, right? FDK. And you're you just gave her the whole happy hour spiel. Yeah. I'm on board, even though I'll drink. And she goes, Yeah, but I want the truffle fries. And I get them for her around the day, or I'm with yeah. her, I like her. Is that a red flag for you? Yeah. That shows a complete lack of awareness, like a, a no fiscal responsibility. Yeah. Oh no. But I you see, I have to say this is different because we're at SDK and there is plenty of good stuff on the menu. You don't have to do that. But I have many a time been somewhere for happy hour where like the only happy hour drink is like eggnog or you know like <laughs> something weird yeah and i'm like i cannot have that like we went to number 38 rusty and i and they had buy one get one six dollar cans of beer and there were like a mexican lager and something else and i like and and he's like do you want and i was like under no circumstances like no it's that's better. not a reasonable Thing. And that is why. But I did feel bad. Like he was paying, and I didn't mean to like abuse the happy hour rule, but I don't drink that. Right. But that's why it's always universally mimosas and Bloody Marys at brunch. And But it's bottomless. Right. Because what psychopath, even it's not, and not I, you should love Bloody Marys. I like all the stuff you put in them. But you know, one. your body can only take it's that much sodium. Fucking soup. How right. much soup can you have? Right. And that's why it's not, because yeah. it was vodka or something, it right. wrapped. Right. And, but that's why there's certain things like you can only have so much orange well, juice. I was going to say, like, they I'm don't, shutting the, down internal. The mimosas, they never let you do straight. You have to have the orange juice. Yeah. It's, there, there used to be an all-you-can-eat sushi place, which God help me. I went to when I was very young, like still in high school. And you had to eat the rice. If you left rice over, you got charged for the rice. 
it's the same concept with the champagne yeah. and the orange juice and the tomato juice and the vodka. All right, well, the, so the real story of Richard is we go to this bar and me, Rich, and Justice are sitting there and then he goes to the bathroom and he comes back and he goes, you're not gonna believe this. There was a guy throwing up in the bathroom. When he finished throwing up, he asked me if I had any gum. And he said to me, do you have gum or a mint? I'm, I'm kicking it with this girl. I think I'm gonna make out with her. And so I ask you, <laughs> what do you think would happen what would you do in this scenario so rich now has the knowledge that this so he comes back to the table that Justin and i are at and gives us this knowledge now what now what what do you think happened i would i would um oh what do i think happened in that scenario or what sure. would i do what, what, well i depending on if i was looser and i had some drinks i'd be like hey homie you just threw it up make up an excuse to go get a toothbrush and even if you got to run your finger over your mouth you, because if you do like her and you make out, she's gonna, she's not dumb. No, you're. It's gonna it be over. There is nothing like it. <laughs> it's acid and stuff coming from your stomach. So I would just tell him, I'm not trying to front on you, dog. I'm not gonna see you again. Mm. Get something. Get some club soda and some lemon or something. But like, dude, you need to like, cause that is like you said, it's a pungent uh -huh. thing. So tell okay. me what happened. All right. So he comes over to, to Jess and I, and he goes, this guy threw up in the bathroom and then asked me if I had a mint or gum. He's about to make out with him. Check. And then he looks up and he sees the guy and the girl he's talking to. And he marches over there and tells the girl. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He pulls the girl over and he goes, listen, that guy just threw up in the bathroom. The <laughs> <laughs> best part is this Richard Jefferson doing all of this. It's not like a regular person. But he just couldn't. I was like really ready to watch her make out with him and see what happens. Like that oh. was that was the I didn't want to touch the reality experiment. Like I was happy with that outcome. He wasn't happy with it. He tells her, and the girl ended up buying us all shots to thank us. Well, what did she do with the guy? Oh, she covered him. Really? Totally, he totally ruined it for this guy. Yeah. And the thing is, he was drunk enough for his puke. And so, like when he tells the story, and he's like, and he don't remember shit. And Richard Jefferson hated on me. Like, okay. Bro. No, there's no way he knew that was Richard Jefferson. You wouldn't. There's other. I know, but there's other people in the bathroom. You're gonna ask him for gum? Like, I don't know. It seems like maybe you'd want to be a little more impressive in front of my very famous athlete friend. I don't think I've ever asked a stranger for gum anyway. That's a very strange request. It's much more something that would happen in a women's restroom. Like, yeah. women ask each other for tampons or other things. But I didn't know. It was odd, and it was really early. Like, it was probably eight thirty. I don't know what the fuck this guy was up to. Oh, that that's a. I got to happy hour five yeah. thirty, and it was like a lost, lost track of time mm -hmm. yeah you can do that very easily at a happy hour and, and you know you and i'm not telling you anything uh you're a florida girl too mm -hmm. when i was teaching middle school in miami uh you know our dive our first dive bar before we started drinking was chilies because oh. chilies was two for one all day every day two for one everybody mm -hmm. and they give you your two right then like a g you wanted a beer they put two frosted mugs on the counter you wanted a shot they could put two right in front of you and I and so I went to other states and I was asking about it and they were like, how about you get the fuck out of here? That's super illegal. <laughs> and I didn't realize like how wild Florida is. But that yeah. was just like, oh, you go to Chili's, you have six drinks minimum. Yeah. Minimum. And then you go to your bar. Right. <laughs> you got a pregame over the pregame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's we've famously talked about this. There's that. Uh, what the hell is it called? But they, they have a drink called Call Me a Cab. And it's like nine different alcohols made into a slushy, And you're only allowed to have a max of two because everyone passes out everyone blacks out that's why it's called call me a cab yeah yeah so that's what we do in florida that's just like fucking what we do yeah um i think the problem was people were thinking call me a cab but it didn't come out of their mouth and they just they should have called it you can find me in the alley of my door yeah. <laughs> please don't get me somebody took my iphone uh-huh uh-huh
Um, okay, so now we're going to give you guys, I know y'all are wondering what's going on with the Rusty situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am proud to report that I am still happily seeing him. I, I am absolutely unable to enjoy it because I am panicked that this is the last great guy there ever was. And I don't, I don't want to, it's like, have you ever seen like, like, well, I don't know if this is a thing, like a little kid that, that picks up a chick, you know, a baby chick and then smothers it to death. And you're like, like mice and men. <laughs> oh, is that, men. is that what I've never seen it. It's fine. It's a oh, wait. Well, anyway, that, okay. Here's the thing. Everything is fine and he's great. And he's great. I know, but I am just sure that like, there's no way, like, how would I ever be that lucky? I had this conversation with Eliza and she's like, you don't, you deserve like you've been out in these streets. You've been like, you worked really hard to find a great guy. You're very picky. So you found a great guy. Like, why is that not like, she goes, don't you understand that that's how people end up finding people? Like they finally click with someone and that's who that, that just works. And I was like, no, it has never crossed my mind that that would happen for me. Not ever. Not even as you are saying it to me. So anyway. I believe you. Yeah. It's really, I am so pessimistic. I think because so, we both know that we're strange birds and we think, I think we're normal and you think you're normal. But then when you see what people are getting married and what people put up with and you're like, there are couples that go on four Disney cruises a year. Yeah. And they're like so happy. And it seems like they're the majority mm -hmm. And you're just like, maybe I am. I, before I met Sarah, I was like, I was kind of resigned to the fact like, oh, I'm going to be alone. Like, I was fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you like. It's just somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, after her, who was quote unquote, very normal on paper. Yeah. And I, the, the one before that was not normal on paper. And it both ended up crazy. Yeah. I was like, maybe there's a huge mental health issue. And I'm telling <laughs> it's you. It's really Coco, not me. I was other people. I was like, it, in both those situations, I was sober. It, yeah. Well, the second half of of uh, the other. Did I tell you about little one? Yes. Okay. So like her, you know, I was wild with her for a while. Then I yeah. got myself together. And then that. So like, anyway, I was like, maybe everybody's crazy. And I need to come to terms with the fact that I'm going to be alone forever. And not in a way I'm opposed to on the internet. Feel sorry for me. Like, resign myself. Like, that's yeah. like the same I mean, way I'm never going to be 6'5". I'd be like, okay. It's just a it's thing. It's not that I, like, I, it's my bigger my biggest problem is that I don't like anyone. So like, I'm very jealous of like my work colleague, you know, she'll have a boyfriend for a year. It doesn't work out. Three weeks later, she got a new boyfriend that goes for a year and a half. Then, you know, like, I'm just not that way. I've never been wired like that. It's very difficult for me. So for me to like somebody, usually what happens is the chance of them also liking me back. It just doesn't happen, right? Like it's something's always fucked with it. So anyway, this, I tell all this to you because when I was in Salt Lake, I knew, so I get very anxious. I want to know when the next time I'm going to be seeing him is. And I'm trying not to like really express that to him, like so obviously. But the reality is like I'm in sales and I believe if you don't have a second meeting, like if I'm trying to close you and it's going to take me multiple meetings to close you after I meet with you on a Monday, then very, the thing I got to say at the end of that meeting is when am I going to see you again? I got to have more information with you Wednesday. You know, like I, I always be closing and like I need to keep moving ahead with another point in time when I'm going to see you. Is that the pressure you want to put on your love interest though? No, like, what are we doing here? Come on, bro. No, no, Bring no. it Thursday night. I just kind of can't aimlessly be like, uh, I guess I'll, cause my immediately my head goes to, well, of course he hasn't made more plans with me because he's never going to see me again because this is the last time I'm going to see him. So anyways, I'm in Utah. I was in Utah Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We had hung out right before I left and he had told me he was going to the mountains over the weekend. I, I had assumed he was going for one night. And I thought, well, I'll see him the other night. But that was not set in stone by any means. And I'm just like, now it's like 
Friday morning and I, or no, I'm sorry, it was Thursday morning and I just was like, shit, this is probably it. Like I should, I should really like figure out what else I'm going to talk about on the podcast because it's going to be triggering. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing, that was your first I'm doing all the mental math of what this is going to be. And first then, of all, that's sad, but I really liked your dedication to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> true. I don't want to torture myself. So, all right. So I see a text come through. I'm I'm on a Pilates reformer. So I do a special kind of Pilates called Legree. I do not do regular Pilates. Do not confuse me for somebody. I do not do yoga. It's just Legree. Legree, there's one studio that does it in Salt Lake. I go to this studio. I'm on the mega form. Legree is extremely difficult. Like I would put that up against any CrossFit, any anything. Legree is very hard. Okay, so I'm on the reformer and I had my phone with me and I see my phone is on silent, but I see a message, you know, because everyone on my phone is muted except him and my boss. <laughs> so if uh, a message kind of, you're both muted. Some would say those titles <laughs> change depending on what time of yeah. night it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't believe anyone should just like be able to get my attention at any time. So I find it like, but the problem is then when my phone goes off, I'm like, either I'm in trouble because it's my boss or it's the guy I like. Like, that's it. Those are the only two options. So anyway. All right. So I see it's a message from him and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And then I go to open it. Now the class is starting in at this point, like three minutes. And I go to open the message and I see it's like a paragraph. I glance, I see it's a paragraph. And I just, I put my phone down under the reformer. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go into 45 minutes of Legree with this headspace. Cause I know what that fucking message says. And then the you whole, sure was bad. the whole 45 minutes, I'm like, I know, uh, I really enjoyed spending time with you. I just don't really feel a connection. I think we have different goals. Like, I mean, I was here, I was here when fucking, pink rings sent me a message like that. I just never responded. But like, this is unnecessary. Just ghost me. Like I was seething mad during this class. Like I know what the fuck, what else would a paragraph be? I have good news. <laughs> so he, I, I I, take a deep breath and I'm like, I just got to pull the bandaid off. And I, I'm not exaggerating. I was very convinced this was going to be horrible. And there's no reason he had been texting me the whole, like we had been in communication when I was in Salt Lake. It's not, you know, but I just, in my crazy head, so when I open it, it just says, I have good news and bad news. Um, it turns out I get to stay two nights in the mountains, which means I won't be back Saturday night to spend with you. Could we spend the day Sunday watching football? Nothing is wrong. And if I tell you that I was like, I had like an ulcer by the end of this Pilates class. I was so upset. Oh. And I don't know how you fix this. I, I genuinely do not. If you're out there, I know, I know there's a bunch of you that are listening that feel that have the same problem. Because I can't be the only person. Yeah. I have a highly anxious attachment style. And like, no matter what I do, I don't know if there's a point in which like, because he has proven me wrong at every turn that maybe eventually I just go, Oh, I don't have to worry, but I cannot right now sitting here in this chair, I cannot fathom a point in time where I will not assume every message is the last. I think that th that will fade. It, it will have, God, I hope. it will have to, as he continues to, I don't want to say the word proof himself because that, that would be a conscious thing he was doing. I think he just no, likes you and yeah. you cannot conceptualize of that. And so you keep fighting to not totally let yourself go all in because you know if he leaves you like as strong as a person you are, it will shatter you. Yes. But you're going to bring that energy to a situation and like he seems like the perfect guy because he yeah, almost, know, the, the harder you push, the more he's the more he kind of yin and yangs with you. But at the same time, you just, I think he's in it. Well, but human beings are, uh, you know, unpredictable. And I think you have to figure out a way to accept that, like, human beings, I could up and 
stop doing the podcast. I could quit DVL tomorrow, move to the woods and, right. and burn my money and yeah. live off the land. Uh-huh. You, people are weird like that. Yeah. And so you kind of have to understand that that's part of it. You can say, I understand that, that suck. I understand this is a pretty dope dude and it would hurt like shit. But you know what? Even if he did leave, I've shown that I can get back up. We don't want you to have to get back up. No, we I don't like think I can. I gotta tell you, I'm not, put a cot on the floor. I'm not getting back up. This is the last fucking, I, like, I, I cannot, Liz, I cannot get my heart broken. So I don't, I do not, look, I want to be clear. Like, I, this is, it's been three weeks. I am not heavily invested. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not that I'm, like, somehow so smitten and so invested. It's not that. It's that I can see that this is a good match for me. And I am paranoid that I'm going to lose that, even though there's not a ton of history or a ton of sweat equity, it has nothing to do with that. It's just like yeah, my worst fear. So you have the, you know what it is. It's uh, whenever you're down to the final three and anything that you're looking to book as a gig on television, they make you all sign the contract. Yes. That way nobody has leverage. Uh, if they're like, Corinne, we want you. And you're like, I want a hundred thousand an episode. Yeah. You know, so that way we all three have agreed. And then, so that you can't right now, you're telling him like I like I've signed the contract that I like you. Don't let me see all the money I'm supposed to be receiving. <laughs> because that's what happened to me with my first talk show. I saw Oh no. That did I ever tell you the first talk show I booked? It was uh before DBL randomly. Uh I auditioned for the show and I remember my manager called me. He goes, Do you know how many people you beat up for this? Uh I, I guess I didn't know how big of a talk show it was. It was me, Lisa Renna. Uh, Khalees, my milkshakes brand, yeah. yeah, and uh, Scott Wolf, the actor. Oh, I love yeah, him. We were gonna my t- mom is like weirdly in love with him. Yeah, he's a great guy. We were, uh, it was in, in me, it was gonna be us four. We were gonna be on at one o'clock, taking over for days of our lives, and it was 15 racks a week. Oh my god, 60 G's a month. We had already started, we had been practicing for like I don't know, three months. You know, Khalees was pregnant at the time. Uh, sad, she just uh, kind of got with that guy that passed away uh, six months ago he died really young. All right, let's anyway but anyway <laughs> so uh so uh you know uh you know 60 g's a month and it, you know yeah. the checks were meant to start rolling in um you know in the fall and i would say like four weeks before we still supposed to kick things off uh i was at a club downtown with hannibal and i got uh text from my ex-wife and she goes did you check your email it's like 145 in the morning and i'm like this is my life hammered and i'm like no i was like i told you i was gonna be like why are you trying to check in on me like what are you talking about email and she was like check your email and call me back i was like i'm still feeling you're riding high on the yeah yeah on yes that i was high on the (laughs) joys of (laughs) wings of uh you know booked in the talk show so i'm like you know i canceled all my road dates like i am a talk show now and i go to the bathroom and just like man we were great to inform you. We're going to keep Days of Our Lives on. So it was a pleasure. Fuck Days of Our Lives. And, and <laughs> like my life melted yeah. in front it of me. Is, and like, so, I'm used to. so then it's like, I, I was like, I'm going to get my mom a house. You know, like I'm yeah. planning out. You're spending it. I and, know. and now the bottom dropped out. I don't have a talk show and I don't have any stand up dates because I canceled them all. Yeah. Uh, and I'm surprised I didn't send the book or just a picture of my balls. Like, <laughs> I'm rich now. You know, <laughs> call back, like, hey, then, uh, we get a December open. <laughs> so like I literally that I get yeah, that feeling that I had in that bathroom would be the feel yes. the feeling of Rusty leaving yes. where you're just like not only did this person leave a huge vacuum in my life the life I had before is now tainted because now when I go do stand up I'm like this is like yeah. maybe like the equivalent of a Monday and a Tuesday afternoon in terms of pay yeah you know? yeah <laughs> so it's like you everything's jaded 
And I think you're trying to protect yourself again. So, yeah, I also, I have, um, it, for those of you that listen to me for a long time, I have, um, I'm very triggered by, like, places and... That's a problem. So, right, so, so basically, I, it's not my preference to date somebody that lives in the same city, much less he lives, you know, I could technically walk to his house if I wanted to. So all the places he goes are the places I go. And that's horrible. Like, I, I much prefer dating someone that lives in another state that, like, I can, you know... Pretend that they fell off the planet. This is a situation. Well, you want to date somebody that's close and has common interests. Right. Well, I'm concerned that like, okay, now it's, now I've taken him to Grizzly Rose. Now that's going to remind me of, so in the past, when I dated, you know, some of the few long-term relationships I had, I would run everything back. So like when I was dating the guy, the doctor in New York, and I left and I went to LA, um, he would, he flew and he took me to Disneyland once. We went to Temecula wine tasting. We did, oh, hi. Like, and so when I got, years later when I fell in love with somebody else, the very first things I did was to, to reset the memories of all. So I took him on the exact same wine tour in Temecula, took him on the, like everything stayed in the same hotels so I could re-pattern that memory. If you tell him here, put this shirt on. No, and it was like, by the third guy I brought to the Temecula wine tasting tour, the wine company was like, oh, Corinne's back and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh <laughs> because I, I just try and like overlay a new memory so that I don't have to keep thinking about the last time I was here with the person that I was with so again this person is new in my life it's just every memory i create i am aware i'm gonna have to fucking override at some point or it's gonna make me upset every time i walk into that place i don't want to make you feel bad but what you just described is what serial killers do with yeah. themselves and the people they're stalking they just cut them a picture of themselves out and put yeah. it next to halle berry like <laughs> my wife so uh i come back and like as the text message said we we spent the day together having he invites me over to go to the actually the place we met number 38 to go have drinks and watch uh football right so i am like more than happy to do that but when he invited me over if you guys haven't listened to the patreon you guys can become members of Patreon. It's just, you look up my saber is more, it starts at $5 a month. We talk about things on there often um, that are a little a little different than what we do on here. But I happen to go cover to cover on the story of like, basically a little bit more in depth on like, I, can't, I couldn't sleep there at all, period. Like, could not fall asleep for the whole night. That's not an exaggeration. I was fully fucking Tyler Durden. I could not go to sleep. So I didn't want that to happen again. So when he invited me over, I brought like a huge overnight bag with like a set of my pajamas, I, I brought the hardcore ambient, the, the the controlled release that I have since quit. And then I brought my own pillow because his fucking pillows were filled with croutons. They're lumpy and I can't sleep on them. So I was close to bringing my weighted blanket, but I didn't know how I would hold all of this. So when I come, he lives in a, in a you know, in a building, you have to like key fob in and all that. And so, yes. yeah, like a high rise. And so I'm like, I get there and I'm like, hey, I'm downstairs to the guy, let me come get you. And then he just, the elevator door is open and I, and he goes, are you moving in? Like, it was ridiculous, the amount of shit I had. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I don't even have to stay over. I'm not assuming I'm staying over. But, like, in the in the circumstances in which I do stay over, I absolutely cannot sleep on those pillows. Like, your mattress is trash. I'm doing the best I can here. And so I explained to him <laughs> in detail. He's like, he has a sound machine that he puts on for me. He has a humidifier that, you know, he has things. But he don't have things like I have things. Like, I, there's no blackout shades like you know I'm, all right yeah. jesus great right. okay so this guy anyway, is so great she's so great. like all the blackout shades no i mean, I mean look this doesn't, this doesn't take any it's on me i know i'm crazy but so i i tell him ahead of time i was like listen this is gonna have to be a little different tonight i cannot take the ambient ambient will not work if i eat dinner the problem is 
last time I tried Trazodone, which is just not powerful enough for this kind of situation where everything is wrong, except him, everything about the scenario is wrong. Um, and the problem is if I take Trazodone, I cannot then decide to take Ambien as well. Wait, did you say this to him? Yeah. You said this out so, loud? Yeah. Do you understand what a dick shriveler of a conversation is? that every episode, but it, it does get worse. Jesus. So I explained to him, Trazodone is not strong enough for me. I need to be fully whale tranquilizer, like roofied the fuck out in order to sleep at your place. So I go, so like when we eat at whatever time we eat, I am going to have to take the Ambien, then eat, and then we'll go to sleep like roughly 60 to 90 minutes later. I'm usually okay. And he's like, okay, like what, whatever you want. So we go back, he cooks me dinner and I'm like, okay. And we're at this point, like I've had several mezcals. Now we opened a bottle of red wine. Now all of this is fine. I've been taking Ambien for 20 years. It's just for the last month, as you guys know, I gave up Ambien. So there's no Ambien residual in my system. It's just the shit trazodone, which is basically placebo pill. Okay. So I take the Ambien and I remember him saying to me, are you sure you're going to be okay? Like, should I be aware? He's never been around somebody, you know, and, goes, and his defense, you have, I have made a team. Him I know with uh, medical information. He needs to know uh, the the chemical reagents that are involved in trazodone and maybe I'm like maybe the, really, uh, molecular compounds. There's the peaks and troughs, but you see, I ran the risk if I had eaten anything before the ambient. If the ambient didn't work, I now cannot take trazodone. Like it's one or the other, and I have to just put all my eggs in this basket. And I cannot not sleep again. That was awful. It felt like I'd come off a fucking festival. Like I had, I just didn't sleep for a full night and then had to work the next day. And I, I'm so old. Work. I can't do that. Mm. It is horrible. So, all right. So I explain all this to him and he's like, okay, like he's so sweet and he's so understanding. And he's like, that's totally fine. Like, I just want to make sure like, you know, if there's anything I should know, I was like, no, it's fine. I it's totally fine. I may say some dumb shit, but just ignore it. So he's like, all right. So I take the ambient. I don't remember anything else. I woke up on the couch. The lights are all on in the living room and I am confused because I have never, ever, I, do you know how many ambience I have fought on airplanes? Ambient, while it is good, it's still hard for it to put me to sleep. I don't, I've never, ever in 20 years, this has, I've never fallen asleep on my own couch. I've never, never, ever, ever have, I don't know why it happens. I mean, I use the most powerful one, right? Like the controlled release highest dose, but still I had been on that first, the last six months before I got off. So I don't know why this happened, but this I- This is like a really sad modern Cinderella. Where it's like when you find the right guy, and I just, the end will work and you yes. pass that on this couch. Yes. So <laughs> I am horrified because the best part of staying over there is like the pillow talk and the, you know, all the things that happen right before you go to bed. That's the best part. And I feel terrible. This man took me out for, you know, the whole day of football, cooked me dinner, and then I fucking fall asleep. By the way, it's already bad enough that we all know I'm older than him. Now I got to be doing grandpa shit. I fell asleep watching TV. Was Fox News blasting. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So now I quietly like crawl into bed and just like hope, hope that this is a fever dream and that this is not actually what happened. I'm crawling to bed. I wake up in the morning and I am doing the tour of apologies, right? Like, I'm like, hey, like, I have no idea what happened. And he's like, well, let me explain. Oh, God. Like, first of all, look, I didn't shit or anything. Like, nothing, it wasn't that kind of job. Well, we set the bar there. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't wake up in my own vomit. So he's, <laughs> so he said, so I have never had 
I don't know anybody that, you know, I've never been around someone that takes Ambien. He goes, so all of a sudden you were just not responsive. So I'm like, huh? And he goes, so I tried to gently wake you up five or six times. And each time you were like, like you, you were not like you were slightly combative. And I didn't know. <laughs> Put that modifier on there because he's like, I love you, but combative is what so we're both doing. Like, I, I, I wasn't sure if you had OD. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes, and I was really concerned that you would wake up and not know where you are. You'd be in a pitch dark room in my house and like, you'd be confused and scared. So I turned on all the lights. So that's why I woke up in like the most, like the studio, like full, every light, including like a halogen, like every light he had, he put on as he was worried that I would wake up and freak out. And, uh, and then he said, and I would have like, carried like tried to carry you to bed but you you were so angry when i was trying to wake you up i just thought better to leave you uh so now i'm trying to come back from that but he's still down allegedly i'm gonna see him thursday today is tuesday so i'm, I'm gonna tell you this oh i'm just don't you don't have to i'm just not gonna sleep it's fine that's no, way better than this this is this is something that i i think that I'll, i might be in a very unique position is it? okay um you know, I, I'm with uh, Sar. Call her Lamp. That's my girl. Uh, she's very low maintenance, low key. She doesn't need any, anything fancy. Not that I have to, I have to force her to get new stuff, clothes, stuff. She's very down to earth like that. But she's particular, like you. Yeah. And one time I had set up uh, our TV with another TV so we could watch multiple football games, and she didn't like it, and she felt that I was frustrated moving the monitors, and she got that upset her. You know. Because uh, she didn't want to seem um, needy. Yeah. But what I've been trying to explain to her since, and it's weird because we just talked about this recently, is like, I think the thing that the people like you that are particular don't understand is that some people that love you and love that about you. And that's why he didn't freak out. Like, I didn't, I told Star, like, I, she's like, I don't, I don't like what that is. I don't like how that's sitting. And I think for a lot of people, it would be like, it, it's just who she is. And I'm not going to fight that. And I enjoy removing things out of her way that that are impediments to her. And I think he likes taking care of you because any one of the things you just mentioned, if he didn't like you or I didn't like you as somebody that was trying to date you, I'd be like, that's all I need. He got, I mean, he got several. You handed him 52 out cards. Yes, I did. But where's he at? Because he he loves you. And the I, course I, listen, that makes that, he doesn't love me, but he no, is. Oh, excuse me. He likes you. He's interested. I mean, I called Jess that morning. Like, she was like, how'd it go? And I was like, pretty upset. Like, I was like, I ruined everything. And she's like, because you fell asleep on the couch? Like, and she's the one that was like, you know, you did you piss the couch? Like, you know, like, like I think you're making too much of this. People fall asleep on couches. I was like, it's just not, the th like, of all the things I could have, it's like not, it never happened in my whole life. I've never fallen asleep on the couch in my life. And just was your whole life, my whole life, never. I've never fallen asleep without full intention of desperately trying to go to sleep. It's just never happened. Never, 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 never. Not in college. Never. It, uh, here's another theory. I'm so comfortable that I feel like so comfortable. I don't think so. I don't know. That's an interesting theory. I, I mean, your your body, and I think a lot of people who do have trouble sleeping. I have friends that my roommate had insomnia in college. Uh, they, there's a, a an actual actual term for it. I think it's called subnambular. Some basically, it's just like your body 
is constantly kicking in the, the like if you're in a foxhole. Yeah. yeah. So like you, when it's hard to sleep in in a war because you're like, what was that? You know, yeah. they call it prison sleep. And I think you've been dealing with some form of that, which is really anxiety, like for your whole life to the point where you've gotten these drugs to come back. And some people like my, uh, some people drink, some people uh, drink, you know, joint edible, whatever. I think this is the first time that your autonomic nervous system that you have no control over was like, I'm relaxed here. And Maybe. it allowed itself to- That would be a speak very- You have a large sample size of yes. time that you have not been able to go to sleep. When you wanted to go to sleep, yeah. when you had to go to sleep, when you didn't, when you had taken more than you probably should have, and you're still awake because your body is like, I am not comfortable. I will make sure you're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. I need to stay on guard. So the anxiety, I'm going to pop you away. But it didn't happen this time. Right. They're, I, they're, they're, I, look, that's just a I hope that would be a very nice theory, a nice hypothesis. Though I'm concerned that it's just I didn't have a residual ambient in my system like I have for the last 20 years. And that's why it's just hit me like a freight train. But it's weird. I mean, I, I didn't take Ambien on my first season of Survivor, and the first time, like, the day I got off, I took Ambien. It wasn't fucking, I didn't do anything. I mean, kept me asleep for, like, three or four hours. I mean, it was, like, I don't understand why it happened. Anyways, all of this, uh, what I was trying to explain to him, I was trying to be sweet and tell him, like, how much I, like, uh, I like him. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know how to say it any other way that, like, I was trying to explain that every guy I have seen in the last five years on the abs or gone on dates with whatever, whatever capacity, something about them. Now we call it the ick. I didn't call it that back then, but something about them triggers me. And I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. And like, it's usually very minor things, but I cannot get past them. And they can be really small things. Okay. So I gave him this example and I just was like, cause he was like, well, like what do you, you know? And he's, he doesn't talk much about, I, I, he's so handsome. Like I found him at a bar. I, I assume he's got plenty of, options and he's probably dated lots of women here but i don't he doesn't talk about it and i don't not know all people are like that you know yeah like maybe. jeff my co-host really good look classically yeah good looking guy no my friend julia's like in love with him yeah and like he never i have hung, and i'm like oh tell me and he's he's like old school chicago catholic you he's know and like chicago yeah and like he doesn't roll like that yeah. and it's hard because me and you like uh, you are attractive if i look like jeff Y'all wouldn't know me. The third, the <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, I just think it 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 is how how you're wired. So don't just assume like he was out in the, the street. Some people are like, well, so Tebow. Well, so uh, I think like so for when I was trying to explain to him like what I he goes, "Well, give me an example." And I said, "All right." So there was a guy I went on the first date with, and I knew on the first date he was the guy was incredibly attractive. So that I was trying to weigh in, um, but he was I felt like just kind of a loser and it never computes to me when you have somebody that's like the football player in the varsity jacket but like somehow is just exhibiting all loser qualities and this this guy was sure. um but whatever he we went on the first date and he was so handsome like i went back to his instagram which has a very stupid name and i was like god he's too good looking to not give a second chance to and then for the second date he was so into me which i like when they're into me it's not like that that's not a nick for me i think you should be into me so he was like, look, I want to plan the second date. I want to take you to the Rocky Mountain Arsenal, which is a nature preserve that you drive through. And and he's like, um, you know, I, I had never seen um, bison up close. Like I just moved here and stuff. And 
He's like, there's all kinds of cool animals there. I go there a lot, so I know where they are. And it was summertime, so like they sometimes the animals kind of hide a little because it's hot. He's like, I know where they go. He's like, I'd love to take you. And then afterwards, I know you like mezcal. How about I take you to this upscale Mexican restaurant that has a mezcal tasting? Because I don't know much about mezcal, and you could teach me. And I was like, this is lovely. What a sweetheart. Yes, of course I will do this. So he picks me up. He looks so, he's so attractive, but like he opens his mouth and you're like, I don't understand why you're such a loser. So he picks me up and he hands me a very complicated pair of binoculars and he has a pair of binoculars in his lap. Yeah. Wait, what do you yeah. mean very complicated? Oh, there was a recording device on them. <laughs> yeah. In case I wanted to record the footage. Uh-huh. These were like, I don't know, $700 binoculars. Um, and so... First of all, that is not a panty melter of any kind. Right. Then as we start the we start going, all I see it's like, you know, basically just like prairie, like it's just you can, I don't see anything actually. And there's lakes and it's a very it's it, you drive through it like I said and it's very um it's 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 very expansive. There's miles and miles of this, but great compliment. How is it? It's expansive. Expensive. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's not expensive. First of all, I was going to say, mm -hmm. how come, why do I have to be the dude? So I'm like, as soon as you start talking, I was like, broke that date. Yeah, no shit. Well, so he, he's having the binoculars and now he starts pointing out, goes, and there's the, the eagle crested ferret. And like, he's pointing out all the birds. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, I did not sign up to see birds. Yeah. You said this is a nature, are there lions? Like, why am I, I don't give a fuck about the birds. And then he, one bird, he was like, oh my God, I never see these here. He's like, if you, if you, I could turn the, the engine off and you could hear the bird, you know, doing its bird call. And I was like, turn that engine back on. Take yeah. me to the bison. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me on a date. He, we come upon where the bison are. And then he does the following. Puts up this symbol and he goes, bison. You're talking about the West side. <laughs> By the way. For anybody listening at home, Corinne made a West Side W with her fingers, but like if she had only seen Ice Cube do it 11 years ago, and then she looked at both her hands to make sure it was right, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. You go, what? Yeah, thank so you. So he the West Side. Bison. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I this date has to end right now. I cannot. So bad. So cool. Like my body is soothing. Uh, king of all. Ends. You know what's happening? Uh, you were laughing, and I was like, kind of. Sometimes it takes me a while, and then it just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so whack. And like so whack. when you're with somebody, it like sorry knows I just go boo. Yeah. Because you know when somebody says something whack at like a restaurant or a bar, and they think it's funny, and you're like, boo. and you're like, oh, and out with this person, and then it no. just washes over because they say something so corny, it hurts, and you're like. What was your reaction supposed to be? I sh I don't know. What do you say to a what side? East side? I don't. What's what do you say back to that? Yeah. I don't know. But my reaction was real not good. I'm I mean, who is his ideal? Why doesn't he go to like the ornithological or society, whatever that is, <laughs> and find like a nerdy bird chick? I mean, like that's what you're into, bro. Go. There's the women that like that. Yeah, and I feel like this perhaps would be important to note. Maybe not, but I'm going to note it. It was also black. Yeah, I gather that. Oh, what? People forget Central Park Karen, that black guy was bird watching it. And oh, yeah. I think for, this has been my thing with all of the things. Because when you look at like either I'm a hockey fan or I like the bird watcher, I like hoops, whatever it is, people are like, well, that's what black dudes do. That, oh, you know, Hispanics. Like, I think there are just things. 
and people are drunk. There are white car guys. Yes. There are Hispanic car women. It doesn't matter. There are, it's just, there are things that people are exposed to that people are naturally drawn I'll to. I'll give you that. But the, the same person that's bird watching is usually not also pretend gang, throwing up gang signs. Like those two things don't go together. I think he was trying to like was blend just... the modern because he could, what you're forgetting is he's the cool guy at the bird watching meetings. hundred percent. So like at his bird watching meetings, he'll be like, you know, I saw a craning bitch. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, he's so dope. <laughs> You should beat my meats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, but when he says it around a normal human, you're like, I need to go right now. I just really couldn't. I couldn't even like I when we got to the Mexican restaurant, I was like, hey, listen, like I think we'll just do the med call, no food. I gotta get home. Like, and I just never returned a call or anything again. Mm-hmm. And he still yeah. watches my Instagram story. Sweet guy. I hope he found happiness. Right. It wasn't gonna be with me. Yeah, you can't. And then wild. Uh, Two years ago, I went to the livestock show and I was with my friend Michelle, who fully knows that story. And he, I'm with Michelle, I'm with my brother, I'd flown it, it was my birthday. Everyone was at the livestock show with me for my birthday. There was like 10 people. And as we're walking in, someone's like, Corinne, Corinne, and it's very handsome guy. And and he's he's six five, he's beautiful. He's a black guy with green eyes. Like he's so handsome. And all of my girls. Girlfriend- he had a falcon on his forearm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but funny enough, I was wearing a tiny cowboy hat that was from the Beyonce <laughs> Renaissance like, like the size of an Oreo cookie. <laughs> pictures, I'll put them up. So I ran into him, and I'm acting like he's the loser, where he doesn't know why. I don't say it's my birthday. I just look like special, you know? And so my friends immediately, everyone's like, who is that guy? Like everyone's immediate thought was, you must have gone on a date with him. You must be maybe now dating him. And I was like, travesty of the lifetime. Like he's so good looking and such a loser. But see, he's a loser in this world. But like, he's like in the ornithological society. Is that birds, Chris? Please let me know. Well, you have a computer. I know, but like, (laughs) well, he's, he's the equivalent of Rusty in your world. Yeah. So he's just in the wrong world. He needs to go in that world and clean up. So if I recall, I'm not going to remember the names of them, but he also had a chicken coop with chickens and each chicken was named after like, you know, a rapper. Like yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah. It, it zoology, all... you're absolutely right. Oh my uh, God. A branch of zoology that concerns the study of birds. Wow. Yay. And entomology must be ants, bugs. I was confusing those two. All right. Well, <laughs> so anyway, I explained this to poor Rusty and he's like, okay. And then he, because he's he's funny, but he's, I mean, he is funny, but he's like not somebody that's constantly cracking jokes. Right. He just like chooses his moment. He's legit funny. And I don't throw that around. Yeah. He has, no, he I is. don't throw that around. Yeah. And so uh, when at some point in the morning when I woke up, and like I was just like he was trying to change the mood because I was obviously upset that I had fallen asleep on the couch. Yeah, you thought you woke up in an Exxon station. Yeah. But he threw up a bison just to to like the next morning to break the That's the how late Yeah, yeah. I, I told you he said something at the, the and I was like like uh I'm like a, a an old uh baseball scout that like mm. grizzled yeah. I'm like oh, he's okay. And then like when I'm leaving I hear somebody just throw a ball and I'm like that's gonna be the next mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Like when I hear a legit funny joke that yeah. I, I was like, Oh, homeboy. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, okay. Um okay, so I'm gonna go I'm through impressed. this part. Uh Real quick, I just want to make sure nothing's wrong on that screen. What's that message? What? That's a computer that is not associated with okay. it. Or, <laughs> just, and I'm not, I'm not deleting this because someone just pointing at a computer and goes, 
What is that? What's in that folder? <laughs> I'm thing that white notice of installing something. Um, okay, so I'm going to go through the Utah quickly because it's hard. You Again, please go to our Instagram. It's my safer to smart because it's really going to be hard for me to tell this. I'm going to show Al the video, but this is what happened. Matt and I were going to get crazy in, in Salt Lake. Matt, you guys know from my old podcast, my best friend that lives in LA. He was there for Sundance. He's recording on it. He came from Park City to Salt Lake to come see me. I was taking him out in Salt Lake. It's a Wednesday night. I go, listen, there's a dueling piano bar. Let's do that. Because it's salt. It's still, look, a Wednesday in Denver is kind of hard to find shit to do. Yeah. This is Salt Lake. It's way harder. But I was like, this seems like, I don't know, if there's at least going to be two dudes playing the piano. So we show up. We're the only people there. We find out that it's about an hour of dueling pianos, and then it turns into a karaoke bar. Is the government doing this thing for dancing? <laughs> no joy. No, uh, so the, the dueling pianos are going, and as we walk in, there's not one, there's only one person in this entire bar. And I'm, I'll give, I don't know this person's correct pronoun, so we're going to say, we'll say they. So they are sitting at the front left table, and this is a big, big bar with two grand pianos on stage and two gentlemen playing it and taking requests. And there's, and Matt and I are loving it because it does, we're, we're the only people making requests. This person that's sitting in the left corner is wearing a, we now know, because we Googled this ahead of the show, a derby bowler hat, yeah, um, a tuxedo shirt, a vest, and just looks like, I, I said to Matt, like I go, first Matt looks at me, he goes, hmm, do you see that too? And I was like, yeah, what's going on there? And he's like, I don't know. And I go, is that a time traveler? That's what it looked like. He looks like a, a mayor from Gangs of New York. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. You haven't even seen it. And that is a better analogy than I could have made myself. So Matt and I are just, like, looking. And we're, we now, we're ripping jokes. We're getting wasted. We're asking for, like, we're screaming, player, I touched myself. Like, we're just, just <laughs> shit. poor piano players fucking hated us. And this person is just sitting there, like the time traveler that they are, and is just not doing anything. Not reading, not checking a phone, not requesting songs, just politely sitting there, glancing over once in a while at us. And Matt and I are just so perplexed. So as if we hadn't had enough fun with this as it. Now the karaoke portion begins. And actually a few more people um, come in. So the dueling pianos, you request songs, but they are singing and playing. Karaoke is obviously you get up and sing. And there are a few more people. There's like a dental convention that like, oh, a bunch of those people came over. But we have not taken our eyes off of this traveler. Right. Now we see the craziest shit I have ever seen in my fucking goddamn life. This person, ready? Right. Takes takes out a fucking puppet, gets up on stage, and begins dancing and singing with the puppet. I'm going to let you take a look at the video. You can. It, they, so, yes. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, are up. And singing. Yeah. What what's in when so, I say this place is empty, it looks like they're testing the sound and lights <laughs> yes, for agreed. a bar mitzvah that's right. gonna be in there tomorrow. Now, okay, when this happens, Matt and I just positively lose it. Absolutely lose it. So are they dead serious when they're doing this? Yes. Okay, it looks like they're very serious. serious. Yes. You guys, I will absolutely put this on Instagram because it is really hard to explain. Matt is now like he he goes immediately over to the table where this person is seated and is like i need to know more because i was like don't fucking don't go over there because 
I don't want this person to feel judged. Like I am interested in seeing how far they will take it. Yes. Right? You how many songs that. are they going to take? And the song, by the way, I need you to, I'm going to play just a few seconds of it because I don't know this song, but it was also a weird choice. Okay. I don't know what it is, but we are inconsolable. I mean, we are crying laughing. So he goes over it and he's like, that was amazing. Like I, please like tell me more. And he's, we're, we weren't even sure if this person spoke English. Like we were not sure what to expect. I didn't go over there because I couldn't keep it together well enough. He goes over there, comes back, and he's like, okay, a couple things. So the puppet's name is Winston. <laughs> and it's a mouse or a rat. He got a closer picture because I demanded he get one. Oh, it is a And it's rat. dirty as shit. It's a filthy rat with a vest on. It looks like <laughs> the kind of rat that's really being like a law library. And it has a long rat tail. Yes. Um, and actually, I've shown this to a few people who have thought maybe it's a beaver. But I, when Matt came over and he goes, guess what the puppet's name is? And I go, Pussy Breath. Was that the name? <laughs> Just not. He begins to he goes, Corinne. When I went over, they talked to me, but only through the puppet. So <laughs> um, he goes, Matt's like, oh, what's the puppet's name? My name is Winston. You know, she, he or she did a whole voice. Like, like you can't talk to this person. You have to talk to the puppet. Right. Like Master Blast of some uh... No further explanation for what the fuck this was. But Matt and I are now so fucking drunk. And we are watching this take place. And when they, now this dental convention shows up and these fucking, you know, some dumb bimbo from the convention gets up to sing, you know, Spice Girls with her little friends. And Matt and I just start screaming. And then they get up in the corner left table and scream at us. His name is Willard. <laughs> oh, so he's a rag. The waitress then tells us that Willard is there every Wednesday. So guess where I'm going to be every Wednesday in Salt Lake? Oh, okay. I am obsessed with everything. I see a GoPro in your Oh, my God. Right oh, across your chest. But, but, like, you guys, when this happened, I didn't know how to tell you two that I had crazy footage of something that happened. Like, how could you ever, for a million dollars, have guessed that a fully, given age, this person's 50? 54. But they're very, everything is ambiguous. Name, Extremely. Uh, uh, how they identify. I, it's why is this very person visiting great. us from the future? Yeah, it's a, it could, that's interesting. Not even specific to no, a century. No, nothing. It's so bizarre. So anyways, that is my Salt Lake story. I swear to God, every time I go to Salt Lake, I come back with an even more ridiculous story. Yeah, I am just so, there you so have it. obsessed. Um, and, and with that. Oh, well, then I'll save the buy now. Yeah. This is what you get for not putting the goddamn timer up. Shit. Sorry, my bad. I want to hear Chris's final thoughts, Chris. Willard, by the way, is a famous movie about a rat. Oh, my God. In the early 70s. Oh, my God. 1971, a very famous movie called Willard about a rat. You and might have thought it. was it. remade in 2003 with Christian Glover. Ernest Borgnine. Maybe that's why. I mean, that's what it's going to be. Willard. Think. I feel like every time I now I see you, I'm I'm slightly terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I do, Chris. I, I don't. I, I I have to just go. So, I was it with Rusty? Right, right, right. I, I I'm, I'm afraid now every time. I, I wake up terrified time. every day if that's any consolation. Yeah. So, you're, I'm feeling your anxiety. Um, you definitely want a guy who likes you for exactly the psycho you are. And it's like, it's looking like it's kind of nice. Uh, back, I, I want to thank you for one thing Spirit Forward. Yes. That phrase. I love that. I love that phrase. It You're sounds welcome. nice, not at all like I'm a total alcoholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in the Chili's deal, you think they drink in Florida? Where I went to college in Wisconsin, every Wednesday at Mitchell's from three to seven, they had dimers. Dimers was where every beer was 10 cents. Oh, yeah. So you could get 10 beers for a buck. 
We had tents at pitchers. We had pitchers, tents at pitchers. And it was packed. Yeah. Every Wednesday from three to seven, hundreds of people each getting a beer for a dime. Yeah. So how do you expect to run a city when you're a fifth of your population is blacked out? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how we survived, but we did. Yeah. Well, I, I do. Before we do, uh, before you take us home, Al, I want to just mention that we have our, uh, what did he, our, our new top gay. He does a meta analysis of our episodes in full drag. He did the first one and it's been uploaded to the Instagram. So for the 19th time this episode, I am begging you to go to our Instagram. His name is Polly Pop-Tart. His real name is Kyle, but his drag name is Polly Pop-Tart. He did an incredible job and it, it's sitting on our Instagram page. So please go check it out. I'll take us home. All right. And with that said, guys, I think you know for sure by now that this is not a podcast about life. It's a podcast about life. Enjoy.